grateful. I'm so, so grateful for the opportunity. Why don't you turn your Bible with me this morning to the book of Isaiah, chapter 61. I've got two scriptures that I want to read with you this morning. Hallelujah. Precious God. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm going to read verse 1. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good, tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty. Say liberty with me this morning. Liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to them that are bound. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Precious God. Hallelujah. Please turn with me to John Chapter 8 and verse 36, our second verse this morning, scripture reading, John chapter 8 and verse 36, say amen if you have it, hallelujah. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free. You shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. If you are a free man and a free woman today, I want you to lift your voice unto the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. I am free, oh God. I am free to worship you, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. I magnify you, oh God. I'm not free to do whatever I want. I am free. I am free to worship you, Lord, in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, we pray, oh God. Allow me, O Lord, to preach your word this morning. Allow our hearts to receive from you this morning. Unlock every doors, O God. Broken up, O Lord, all prison doors. I pray for strongholds to be broken down. Every walls to come down in this place, O Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise your holy name, O God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am free. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not good enough. Say, I am free. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. That was a good effort. Not good enough. I am going to simply speak to you on a topic, release. Release. That word means to be set free, to be liberated, to turn loose. (laughs) Yeah, we see that sometimes when the worship is great, we see people turn loose for Jesus. That means the, you're being unchained, and unshackled, and disentangled. But I want to tell you this morning, before I preach my message, I want you to know that if you have the Spirit of God inside of you, there is power locked up in you to overcome any obstacles in your life. The issue is, We don't want to release it because we don't have faith in that power. (laughs) 2017, I'm privileged, just like your pastor, travel a fair bit to many places around the world and 
2017, I took a team in January after our general conference to, to PNG, Papua New Guinea. Up on the highlands, there was a national youth conference. Thousands upon thousands of youth came from all over Papua New Guinea. The meeting was held in a football stadium because there was nothing big enough for them. Thousands of them, they gathered, and it was raining the first day. They were desperate for the demonstration of the power of God in their life that they did not care about the rain. Notable, notable healings and miracles on that weekend as youth came with expectations. I saw with my own eyes a deaf man imprisoned by deafness as he stood there and praised God because he was a born-again Christian. And as he stood there and he just Praise God. He couldn't sing. He was deaf and dumb. But he couldn't sing. But he, he opens occasionally his eyes to watch the crowd and be in sync with them. And then closes his eyes and goes. And when the worship service comes, he goes like this. He was free. At the end of the service, that, that, that weekend, I walk up the gate into the preaching section of the stadium, there was a man standing there in his crutches and his legs were bowed, disabled from birth. It reminded me of the story of the lame man in the gate of beautiful. This man was 39 years old. I said to him, do you want God to release you today? And he said, yes, sir. And I said, okay. When the meeting finishes, I will call you to come up. And, of course, the message came. I preached. And then after that, the altar call came. And I basically called out to the youth to bring him. And the youth basically got this guy. And they carried him. And they broke the crutches in halves and threw them away. They had more faith than I was. <laughs> I was distracted by the broken crutches. That I didn't see the lame man coming up to the, to the, to the stage. And as he came up, as we began to pray... As we began to sing songs, as we began to lift our voice unto the Lord, God began to move in His direction. And the next minute He started to run. And in the next minute He began, the legs start to come out. He was released, saints of God. It wasn't me. But Jesus turned up that day. Jesus turned up and broke him loose. Can I tell you, there's nothing is impossible with Jesus. And that's just the physical. But you know the most notable miracles that I see everywhere, and I'm sure that you see everywhere, is having the great King of Kings and the great Lord of Lords, uh, the great creator of the universe, uh, the almighty God, the all omnipotent God, the all powerful God, when He moves in and lives inside of every one of us. We take Him for granted. When I see hundreds of people come and they pray in repentance of their sins uh, and they go into the water of baptism, you know, that, that weekend, we had so many we got baptized in Jesus' name. And there was a, you know, the, 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 the river was running so wild. So we had to make sure that we had men hold on to the guys who were baptizing them. 
Who are we to stop these people from being released from their sinful ways? We want them to be baptized in Jesus' name. But see, sometimes we take that for granted. I want to tell you a story. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Beautiful universe was spoken into existence by a great powerful God. The heavens and the earth was created and it was beautiful and it was magnificent. He also created our first parents, Adam and Eve, and they were placed in the Garden of Eden. They were free. They were unencumbered and devoid of worries and stress. That would be nice, wouldn't it? There was harmony and peace. They had unrestricted access to fellowship with our great God. Some people said, oh, I wish I was there. Guess what? You're better off than them. Because he lives inside of you. But anyway, I don't want to jump too far ahead. But the Bible says that in the coolness of the day, God will part the elements uh, and he would come down and walk with them each and every day. You know, it was a beautiful sight to behold. I, I love to look back and, and I like to admit, you know, that, but sadly, one day, they decided that they were going to put themselves in prison. They were going to lock themselves up. They disobeyed God's commandment and sin entered into the world, causing humanity to fall into a dire predicament. You see, death befalled us both physically and spiritually. Right there, we were alienated, separated, Cut off from the presence of the almighty God, which is the source of life itself. It was a very sad day for all humanity. But because they were imprisoned by sin, separated from God, I could not think of anything worse. I often ponder on what happened that day. I've got this active mind. I daydreams a fair bit. Good stuff, by the way. And I can't help, but my inquisitive mind would envisage what would have happened that day. When they found out that they wronged God, they disobeyed God, and I could imagine there was a criminal trial set in motion that day. The courthouse was the Garden of Eden. The defendant was humanity. The prosecutor was God in his fullness of characters. His holiness, his justice, and his righteousness. Love thrown in there. Humanity was shackled and bound in its prison's clothes. It was nakedness. There was an overwhelming sense of sadness and terror came upon mankind. The holiness character stood to his feet and he gave the opening remark demanding that there must be a separation of humanity from a holy God. For God is holy, there must be a separation take place. No more fellowshipping with God. No more walking with God. No more hanging out in the coolness of the day. Sinful humanity, you deserve to be separated from God. <laughs> Justice got up in defending his friend, the holiness. Stood up in his feet in a hurry and gave his charge. They must be punished. For their disobedience. <laughs> In fact, he was calling for the death penalty. He demanded a punishment so severe, meted out to this sinful mankind. 
and the punish he shouted for was death, death, death. They deserve to die. There is no way around it. There is no way that we can do anything about them. They must die. There can be no remission of sins unless righteousness was agreeing with this, unless there is a shedding of blood. There is a death. You see, righteousness got up and, and justice sat down. And righteousness got up. He calmly but decidedly gave his spirited speech. The righteousness of God said, well, if there is ever a chance of restoration, of mending their relationship with Jehovah, there must be a cleansing. I could see justice and holiness nodded their heads in agreement with this beautiful summation of righteousness. It was a sad day. We were without hope. Humanity was in a lot of trouble. Guilty and destined to death, bound up in chains and shackled by sin. Thrown into a prison of life without God. We were separated and alienated from the presence of the almighty God. Our fate was sealed. I am so glad. When they said that the trial wasn't over. In the midst of this divine court case. As humanity hung its head in shame, felt hopeless and felt abandoned, felt shameful and forsaken and rejected, love made his appearance. Love made his presence known to the courtroom. Looking bad at humanity with this sad face, he said, fear not, I will make a way. It was then that love cried out, have mercy on them. It was then that love shouted out, just give them a second chance. It was then that love said, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. The courtroom was silenced. Then comes the most beautiful utterances that I could ever think of. You demanded penalty. I will pay the penalty of this sin. You demanded life. I will give my life on their behalf. You demanded death. I will die on their behalf. You demanded blood. I will shed my blood for them. Please don't ever take the cross for granted ever again. Please don't take Calvary for granted ever again. Because it was that uh, that you and I are free and liberated today, saints of God. Release them, he says. I will make a way when there is no way. Release them because they don't know any better. Release them. I will die on that cross for their sins. For thousands of years, love continued to patch up this very important relationship between mankind and Jehovah. Animals were slaughtered everywhere. Bloods were shed as scapegoats after scapegoat. They were all pointing to the most significant event in history of mankind since creation. Old Testament sacrifices of animals were temporary. They could only do so much, cancelling the wrath of God for one year 
and they just roll over to the next year and they do it all over again. And that's what, <laughs> you know, did you know that in the Old Testament, uh, only one person was allowed into the presence of God? Only one person, the high priest, had to enter into the Holy of Holies and to offer the sacrifice. And they, and they had these ephods and, and these beautiful dressing gowns, I call it, with bells and everything on here, you know. And, and, and they tie a rope to him just in case. He gets slain in there and they pull him out. But as he goes in there and he's in the presence of God and when the sacrifice is accepted, they could hear something. They could hear bells ringing. That means that the presence of God was moving and their sacrifice was accepted. Saints of God, they were released for one more year. They were released just for one more year. Hallelujah. See, the prophets of old were prophesying. They said there is coming a day when the Lamb of God will take away the sin of the world. There is coming a day when fellowship with God can be restored once again. Oh, what a great news that was. There is coming a day when you can be released from your penalty of sin for good. There is coming a day that will be out of bondage and into liberty. Saints of God. The Bible says one of the most quoted scripture in the Bible. For God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son as he came and he's dwelled and he died for you and I, saints of God. So you and I can be released to worship him and to serve him. John the Baptist says, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Paul tells it, God did not spare his own son, but he gave him up for us all. Hallelujah. God is our way maker. God is still our chain breaker, saints of God. He came down, he took his sins and my sins upon himself. And when he put it on the pot of flesh and he, Jesus arrived and he carried the cross to Calvary and he died for you and sin, for you and me, saints of God, you are released. The Bible says that the veil rent from top to bottom and you and I can enter the presence of God. You and I don't need any high priest. You and I can enter his presence. You are free, saints of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. If it wasn't for the cross, we wouldn't be redeemed. If it wasn't for the cross, we wouldn't be free from bondage. My sins hung on that cross. Jesus felt the gruesome of our disobedience. On the cross, he said, it is finished. <laughs> why are you telling us that story, Pastor? Well, I'll tell you why. Because we take him for granted. We take his love story for granted. Salvation was made possible. Because Jesus came and died on that cross for you and I. This is a free gift of God. And if you are here today, still bound up by sin, you haven't given your life to Jesus, you haven't obeyed his plan of salvation you can be baptized today you can repent of your sins the bible says peter said repent and be baptized each and every one of you in the name of jesus for the remission for the forgiveness for the release of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the holy ghost you know when you receive that gift the holy ghost the bible says where the spirit of the lord is there is what Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is. Woo! 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. We can be released, saints of God, from our bondage today. We can still be released from our guilt of sin today. We are free. If the Son shall make us free, we are free indeed. Hallelujah, Jesus. You see, I'm glad that Jesus has set me free from the guilt and the penalty of sin. Now, Right there, and then you are set for heaven. But there is one little problem. Heaven is not here yet. Jesus hasn't returned yet. In our patience, possess your souls. So it means we've got to wait. But we need to keep working on that salvation with fear and trembling. You see... Paul, he said to us, stand fast. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. He said, stand fast therefore in the what? In the liberty. In the freedom. In that release state that you are in. Wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You see, if Jesus came after you were born again, hey, great. But Jesus hasn't come yet. And some of us, the truth is, we are free from the penalty of sin, restored to God, but still imprisoned by a lot of things around us. Issues of life. Weights and burdens of life. You see, in the Bible, God has given us the necessary tools to deal with our issues, to rise above those things, to break down prison doors and all of that. We have this power that He's put in us, His Spirit. We have the authority to live and overcome life. But instead of growing in the hand of that great almighty God, instead of allowing ourselves to come under the supervision of the almighty God, instead of allowing ourselves to be broken down by the great potter and on his pottery table, you know, we run off and add more issues into our life. (laughs) We are then being tied down, oppressed by our issues. Can't be free to serve God because we're too busy holding on to these issues. What do we do? Well, we cope with them by creating partitions. We have boxes. We have walls that we build up in our hearts. We have dividers as our way of surviving. That's how the world do it. The psychologist said, hey, you need to compartmentalize yourself. You need to deal with this and forget about the rest. But Jesus doesn't like that. Jesus, if you want to love me, you've got to love me with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your strength. But I see sometimes we don't give God our all because we have boxes hidden up somewhere in there that we cannot serve God with everything that we have. These walls, they separate our hearts and minds into secret compartments. We don't want to let anyone know, even pastor. Walls are thorny and prickly. (laughs) Nobody allows to touch them. God forbid, if you push the right button to that box. These compartments are easily inflamed, infected every time someone or some things rub it off the wrong way. Offended. We are easily run off and cry because how dare you? Pride is hidden away somewhere. And the saddest thing is Jesus is not even allowed to touch them. We come to him and say, Lord, I give you be honest with him. I give you a quarter of my heart. 
the rest, sorry, you can't touch it. <laughs> These are what Paul alluded to as strongholds. These are powerful fortresses and large portion of our hearts are, are held hostage by these strongholds. You see, these fortresses are like prison cells. Inside of each cell are our issues and you know our struggles and our, our insecurities and our painful memories. And, you know, I don't blame you. Some of you didn't didn't grow up in a good homes and have been tra- had some traumatic experiences and everything like that. Some heartaches and mental issues and and mental agonies and emotional issues. I don't know, but you have all these boxes filled up with these things. And hidden off. Strongholds are these things that hold you back from fulfilling the calling of God in your life. I may be talking to somebody here today. Strongholds are things that hold you down. That weighing you down. Instead of jumping for the Lord and praising God, we are just uh, barely make it from Sunday to Sunday. We just barely make it to our prayer closet to pray. We just barely worshiping God with everybody else because we are weighted down by these things. He used to be able to leap for God, but not anymore. You have allowed issues of life and problems to pile up in your life and have that snowballing effect in your walk. You are being weighted down with these loads. You are being bombarded and becoming stagnant in your walk because there are so many issues that hold you down. These strongholds may be just weights, not necessarily sin. What did Paul said, lay aside. And this morning I have come to this beautiful, great church to remind us that Jesus is still powerful. You can lay aside every weight and every sin that easily does beset us. We are running a race and it's too heavy to carry things. It is time to let go and let God allow God to move in to every compartment of our heart, saints of God. Listen, it is hard to run a race with all these baggages. It is hard to run a race uh, holding on to 20 kilos of loads on your back. We'll be stifled and overpowered by the enemy. See, this fragmentation approach makes us develop what chains describe as a double-minded mentality. And what did he say? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. We don't make up our mind. One day we are all for God. The next day we are all for our issues. One day we make up our mind that we're going to serve God. The next day we are crying and hiding under the bushel of our issues. The next day we are loving God. And the next day we are hating God for making us go through these troubled times. Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Have you ever wondered why? Saints, when you're trying to believe God for a breakthrough, but you're not giving up your past hurt. Have you ever wondered why saints are trying to have the joy of the Lord, but they co- cannot go past the, the hurt and bitterness in their hidden compartments? Have you ever wondered why you're trying to have peace of God, a pass of all understanding like brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so, but you can't let go of your fears and all your trouble memories because they are hidden away? Have you ever tried walking for God and becomes a, it becomes a drag because you are so devoid of the joy of the Lord because you are so worried about what life is dealing you. We become weary in serving God. 
we become weary in worshiping God. We become downhearted and depressed. Uh, listen, anytime the will of God is clearly spelled out, but reality tells a different story in your life, suspect stronghold. Anytime you are powerless to change the reality perceived by your thinking and the Spirit of God is speaking to you, suspect strongholds. Anytime you have accepted defeat instead of victory in Jesus, suspect strongholds. Bitterness is a stronghold. Unforgiveness is a stronghold. Resentment are strongholds. Fear are strongholds, saints of God. Anger issues are strongholds. And there is more and more strongholds. I come this morning to this great church and I said, it is time that we release God into all those compartments. Allow the Spirit of God to infiltrate every single compartment. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. It is time to tear down those walls. It is time to break through into those compartments. It is time to allow the Spirit of God to move in and release you from your troubling headaches. You need a release this morning. Don't stop me. If you want to run, if you want to shout, if you want to run around, because you are released in the power of the Holy Ghost, go ahead. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I need a release today, Lord. I need a release today, Lord. I need a release today, Lord. I've come this morning to release somebody from their mental torment. I've come this morning to release somebody from their depression. I've come this morning to release somebody from their heartaches. Hallelujah, Jesus. Woo! Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Release yourself. Release yourself. You can speak to your issues right now. You can speak and say, I release you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Koromoshaya. Hakakaramashaya. Woo! Hallelujah. Now the Lord is that spirit uh, where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. Let the Spirit of the Lord flush out those compartments right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Come on, it's up to you if you want to stand, if you want to, if you want to sit, that's fine. It's up to you. I'm not finished. Hallelujah. If I could, Recall the story of the lame man at the gate of beautiful. Peter and John, they went to pray after a great release of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. They went up to pray and this man was laid at the gate. The Bible tells us that the family would bring him and then he lay there and begged for some money. He must have been wondering what it was like to be in the house of the Lord. He saw the exuberance of the worshippers as they come in and out of the house of the Lord. 
He would have wondered what it would be like to stand there in the presence of God and worship Him in spirit and in truth. He would have heard so many wonderful testimonies as the people walk up and down. He would have wondered what it would be like to be in the awesome presence of God. And Peter and John, they walked past him. And he looked down to them, trying to beg for some measly little coins to sustain him just for one more day, perhaps. Peter looked unto him and he said, Check us out right now. We are released from the world and its desires and all of that. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Silver and gold have I none, but such that I have, I give unto thee in the name of Jesus. Oh, you see, that is a secret combination right there. The power and authority is in Jesus, not in you. The power and authority is in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I release you from your current condition. <laughs> Woo! In the name of Jesus. The Bible says he got up, packed his back, and he went home. You agreeing with me? Come on, tell me to my face, will you? The Bible says he walked, he leaped, he lived into the house of the Lord and he wanted to worship God with everybody in there. But can I say, you know, this is the problem with us. We already lived out of the church and have this at the gate mentality again. This is what we do. Oh, well, life is too tough. You know, just a little, little prosperity here, Lord. I want a little help for, with my job. I want a little this with my. <laughs> you are in the between, in between area. You are not in the presence of God. You are in the world, perhaps, or perhaps in the middle. Those who sit in a, on a fence, about the, 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 what's it saying? Don't sit on a fence. Don't be lukewarm. <laughs> you are the hot for God or cold for God. Being a lukewarm, saints of God, is not good for your health. It's not good for your spiritual health. The Bible says he will spill you out. <laughs> but see, this is the problem with us. The problem is that I have witnessed with my own eyes great men and women who love God with all they have, but somehow have allowed weights to creep into their lives. They have allowed issues so much, all these compartments was just building up to overflow in their life. They no longer have the spring in their step to jump in and praise God in the house. They start to decelerate in their walk and back off and backslide. <laughs> day after day, Week after week, month after month, little life's issues have built up and heaped up greatly that you begin to feel the burden starting to weigh you down so much. And all of a sudden, we are back at the front porch begging for mere measly things. Sadly, you can be in the house of the Lord with a crippled at the gate mentality. It is possible to be back at the gate, so to speak, and to act like you are crippled again. But once you acted like one, you'll begin to rely on people to carry you. Woo! 
every Sunday and every Wednesday, someone has to carry you to church. You do not have love for what God has done at Calvary anymore. You do not have a love for what Jesus has said. You know, I will die for them. You no longer have the compassion for the Lord anymore. You just go in because somebody said, let's go to church. No longer going to church is a joy. You feel so exhausted and there is no spring in your steps. You find yourself worrying and stressing again. Those who are crippled at a gate are those that when others are worshipping, they're simply staring. And it's a past that is painful. I'm here to encourage each and every one of us. Jesus is coming soon. You need to release. You need to run this race that is set before you. You need to keep on going no matter what. The power of worshipping doesn't, doesn't no longer moves you. You need to restore that into your life. You need to think back to Calvary, what he's done for you. At the gate, mentality will say, I need to be more committed, but I'm too lazy. I need to be more faithful, but I have doubt. I need to be more consistent in my walk, but I'm too unstable to do anything for Jesus. I need to worship God, but I'm also so distracted by things. I need to evangelize, but I'm crippled at the gates. I need to be a witness, but I'm bound up in my prison cell. You need a release this morning. You need a release this morning. I'm here this morning with this wonderful remedy. The prognosis, saints of God, is wonderful. The prognosis is greater. It's time to release Jesus into our life this morning. Saints, every hidden compartment, every secret corner, I prophesy to you this morning. It is time to allow Jesus. And when Jesus is moved into your every corner and every compartment, anything is possible. Come on, come on somebody, I'm preaching to somebody, I'm preaching to somebody, there is still power in the name of Jesus, there is still victory in the name of Jesus, there is healing in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I release you, in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Woo! The devil is saying, you can't be victorious. The devil is saying, you can't be joyous. The devil is saying, you can't be strong. I am here to say, you are strong in the Lord. If God be for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. I want everyone to stand to their feet this morning. Woo! Hear me loud and clear this morning. We, le- we heard it last night. Rise up and walk. Rise up and dance your way out of your prison cells. Rise up and move out of your I can't do it mentality. We sing that song. The lamb that was slain. That day rose in victory. Since that day, sin has lost its grip on me. (laughs) He gave me a reason to dance. Oh, Lord. He gave me a reason to dance. He gave me a reason to dance, saints of God. It is time 
to release yourself from your strongholds this morning. It's time for you to be released into your gifting this morning. To the calling of God in your life. It's time for the anointing of God to be released in the midst uh, here this morning. I want to finish with this. I want to invite the musicians to come up. But I'm asking you this morning. If you are back in the gate. Begging for. Just a little crumbs from people walking past. <laughs> and all that you have left is your voice. <laughs> it is okay. You can release your praises unto the Lord. If all you have left is your hand like that, 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 that damn, dumb and blind man and, and, and deaf man, that's all he had. He released uh, his hand. Uh, and this is what he did. He just did this all the day. Every worship service. He was at the front. Uh, he didn't care what everyone. Sometimes the music stopped. He just go on. He just go on. He just go on. You know why? Because he felt free, saints of God. He was released. Uh, If all you got left is your hallelujah, you can shout hallelujah. If all you got left is your dance, you can dance before the Lord. I invite anyone here, if you believe that you have compartments weight down, filled with burdens, filled with heartaches and life issues, I want you to come. I invite you to come. You don't have to come if you are perfect. But if you need a release this morning, I invite you to come. Jesus is passing by. Allow the Spirit of the Lord to move in this house. Come on. You shall have power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Woo!